Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. When you're decorating a space or making it feel like home or a place that you want to come home to or spend time in, it's like writing a love letter to yourself, right? And so why rush a love letter to yourself? Take your time. Allow yourself to grow within that letter. Welcome to Being Home with Hunker, a podcast where we explore the idea of home, not just as a place where you live, but as an expression of your identity. I'm your host, Lori Gunning-Grossman, Editorial Director at Hunker. Today on the show, we have Christopher Griffin, otherwise known as Plant Queen. Christopher self-describes as a Brooklyn-based, black, queer, non-binary queen. That's queen with a K. They are a nurturer, and if you follow them on Instagram, you'll see Christopher's love in action, especially with their beloved green girls. In this conversation, we'll hear some amazing practical greenery tips, including spring cleaning tips for plants, as well as the three best plants for beginners. I mean, of course, we are talking to the plant queen. However, Christopher also likes to encourage people to figure out plant care on their own, that tips should be used as guidance. As they say, there's no absolute truth. Lean into curiosity and be intentional with what you bring into your space. Be inspired. And speaking of inspiration, Christopher just released their beautiful first book called You Grow Girl, Plant Queen's Lush Guide to Growing Your Garden. We also get heart-centered in this conversation where they share about the influence and inspiration of their grandmother and mother in their life. It's sweetness that you'll definitely want to hear. And joy. There's so much joy here. So let's welcome our guest, the one and only plant queen, Christopher Griffin. The plant queen is in the house. <laughs> she is here. She has arrived. Queen with a K-W-E-E-N. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Here's my question for you to start it off. Online, you are the plant queen. 
<laughs> yep, I am. But you also are an educator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me a little bit about this. Yeah, so my background is in higher education, uh, student affairs administration. So I actually went to uh, grad school at NYU, New York University, mm -hmm. uh, many moons ago. I'm not going to age myself, but many, many moons. Okay. Yeah, I'm the assistant director of the uh, NYU LGBTQ plus center. Yes. I've been doing LGBTQ plus work since high school, but this is one of the first jobs in higher education where I'm able to do LGBTQ specific work. Very cool. So that is what you do by day. Yeah. And then by night, you are plant queen, not just by night, all the time. <laughs> 24-7, you know, 24-7. 24-7. And I love that this started with a marble queen pothos. Yes, yes, indeed. Six years ago. Indeed, yeah. As you moved into your Brooklyn apartment. Yes, yes. So it was uh, the summer of 2016. I had just moved into a new apartment with some roommates, and this was my second ever apartment in Brooklyn. They had south-facing windows, had a skylight. It was beautiful. But it was really bare and lifeless and just white walls. And I was just like, I need to do something with this. And so, yeah, I skipped on over to uh, a little hardware store and bought the plant. She was struggling. She had a few leaves. But I was like, you know what? If I can bring this plant back to life, then I got something on my hand. So mm. brought her into, you know, my home and... You know, thanks to the legacy that my grandmother uh, had left me in terms of just like an appreciation and a love for nature and what, you know, gardening, whether it's outdoors or indoors, can really just do for the soul and the ways that it can, you know, ground us in a variety of different ways. And so uh, it was more than just bringing a plant into my home. It was like I'm continuing, you know, a legacy and so brought it into my home. She's nine feet long. She's on the other side of this wall. She's about nine feet long now. Oh. Uh, one of my long-standing green girls, and she's thriving and looking lush. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Okay, there's there's many things to go off from here. I love this so much. I love it. You got the green girls. You got grandma. You got the light in your apartment. Okay. Let's start with grandma. Yeah, okay. She loved gardening and plants and all that came along with greenery. And I have heard that you've said that she would bring you to nurseries when you were young. Yes, she would bring me to nurseries when I was young. So she grew up in the South, uh, Clayton, Georgia, um, on her mother's farm. So my great grandmother uh, owned the farm and it was just their personal farm. They had animals, they grew their own food, they you know, lived off of the land and she traveled, came to Philly and really just created a little, you know, oasis of a home for my mother and my uncle, her two children, and was known as like the plant lady on the block. And uh, uh, when I came into the world, she knew I had a queer little flair about me. There was something really, uh, there was something magical and different about me as a child. And she wanted to nurture that. And so she kind of just took me under her wing and was like, let's go on a little date to my favorite places. I want to bring you into my world. And yeah, she brought me into her world. And uh, it was so magical seeing this beautiful, strong Black woman creating spaces for herself and just thriving on her own as a single mom and uh, just living life and able to make space for her grandchildren. 
Um, and so, yeah, everything that I kind of do with Plant Queen is, is really thanks to my grandmother. She was the original Plant Queen. She showed me that, you know, you can be the author of your own joy and that it's just important to, one, share your joy, right, especially as, as Black folk. But then also, if you have something you want to teach folks, then put that out into the world. And so she taught me. And so now, you know, I'm sharing that through storytelling and, uh, you know, hopefully folks are, you know, learning things from what I'm sharing. So The legacy continues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that she had a name also, Plant Lady. She was a plant lady. Her uh, name was uh, Andrell Griffin. Uh-huh. But yeah, she was the plant lady on the block. When folks had questions about their garden, they went to my grandmother. So, so you have about... 200 plants in your apartment, is this right? I think I'm a little closer to 220. 220. How many did grandma have? Ooh, you know, that's, oh, do you know I've never been asked that question? Lori, <laughs> come on, question. <laughs> Christopher, um, come on. <laughs> <laughs> she had a number of indoor plants. I would say, like, she was more of like an outdoor kind of queen. So, like, her garden wasn't that big, but she had um, a bunch of different like native wildflowers to uh, Philadelphia. That was another thing that she was very conscious of. And then indoors, I would say she probably had, I would say within like the, I would say the 20-ish range. She was very mm, conservative okay. with the number, yeah. but the plants that she did have were like legacy plants. And so you said that she loved to express joy, was expressing joy through her plants and sharing that with people. And that's something that you feel has been passed down to you as well, as in addition to the love of plants. Mm -hmm. The sharing, which is what I see you doing on Instagram, aside from coming from grandma being passed down, yeah. what does it mean for you? Well, you know, um, I've always enjoyed the idea of learning. So a lot of my work has always been... Uh, you know, taking information and rearranging it to make it accessible, approachable, fun, interesting, and then passing it on to folks to decide what they want to do with it, right? Um, so I think that's kind of what happens with Plant Queen, where, you know, I'm just, I'm honestly just learning every day and diving into, you know, all the intricacies you know, our plant being, well, for me, all the way to my plant being like a reflection of how I care for myself, right? So yeah. them being a mirror to the ways that I need to be intentional and in caring for myself and be just as curious about learning about myself and the things that I need to thrive just as much as I'm investigating all the things that they need to get to where they're, they're optimal, majestic self. Yeah. I need to do that for me too. Tell me a little bit about that because I heard that about you, that there really is a strong connection between self-care and plant care. Yeah. And so what do those routines look like for you? You have 200 plants yeah. and you have you. Yeah. So what is your plant care routine and what is your Christopher routine? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, the broad answer is that it looks different every day. Mm. So, you know, with my, my plant care routine, I kind of spread it out throughout the week so that I'm not like forcing myself to like rush. 
Like I really want to enjoy caring for them. Like I am a nurturer and I know that that's something that I genuinely enjoy. So I'm not going to rush the process. I'm going to take my time and enjoy it. So um, I spread out care throughout the entire week where I'm checking in with particular green girl, um, you know, just looking, making sure they're, they have the water they need, checking their leaves. So it decreases the intimidation of taking care of all these plants by just like spreading it out. Yeah. And, you know, I'll, I'll pour myself a little glass of wine. I put on some music mm. and it's a moment. Like I'm like with myself, um, with my plants and, uh, it feels great. Like it's, it's a wonderful feeling after a long day. And I'm like, I do not want to interact with anyone, but I'm going to interact with my green girls because it's, they feed me too. Your green girls, just so everybody knows who might not know, <laughs> that's what you call all of your plants. Yes. Green girls are my plant. Yes. Um, they are my collective group of green girls. Do any of them have a specific name? Is there a Sally? Is there a <laughs> Benny? Is you, there, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I actually, like, I call them all my green girl. Uh-huh. And I'll I'll play around with, like, their uh, Latin name. Um, mm. Because I, their Latin name from, I'm also a big fan of drag culture. Mm-hmm. Drag is an inspiration on so many different levels for me, especially as a non-binary person. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, Miss Monster Deliciosa. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, so I'll, I'll play around with their Latin name. But do you ever walk by the Marble Queen Pothos, the original? And is she ever like, don't call me girl. <laughs> I'm a queen. Is she ever like, whispering that to you? <laughs> you know, she's a humble queen. So she does not mind <laughs> okay. being grouped in with the girl. Okay. Because she knows the significance behind that. <laughs> but, yeah, so they're my group of green girls. And then, you know, when it comes to care for myself, I'm a big fan of routine. So I love routines. I have a very particular morning routine that includes making up my bed, drawing back the curtains, making tea, doing some yoga stretches, taking a shower, listening to music. Like that's just like clockwork for me when I wake up. And then, you know, other days it's, you know, creating boundaries and saying no to things, being like, I don't want to, being very decisive and intentional about where I put my energy Mm. is definitely a method of self-care. But then there's moments where I can't really care for myself. And I think we all, as humans, go through those moments where we can't water ourselves. And so I also have a very supportive network of uh, a given family and chosen family um, that I can like rely on for community care and that I can look to be like, hey, I need I need some help. Like I can't yeah. I can't do this for myself today. And so, yeah, I've also, you know, been very intentional about building those relationships with folks and, you know, having it be a two way street. There are moments where my friends can't care for themselves and my family can't care for themselves. So I show up for them and then they do that for me. Mm. So, yeah. So much love and caring going on. Yes. In your life. Yeah. Yeah. Very glad. When you are at home with your green girls, do you talk to them, sing to them, dance with them? <laughs> are you hugging them? <laughs> you know, like if I bump into them, I'll be like, oh, girl, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to bump into you. So the most recent plant that I brought into my home is a, she's either 25 to 30 years old. She's a Monstera Deliciosa. And she's absolutely beautiful. And I was so afraid that she wasn't going to acclimate to my home. And she just sprouted a new leaf um, after uh, being in my home since October of last year. Mm. And 
that's pretty quick. Like that's pretty quick for like this full leaf to just start sprouting out of nowhere. And uh, yeah, I was like, girl, you better grow. You better grow, girl. Like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll like say that, like, yeah. you know, to my plant, I'll play music for them because I cannot sing, mm-hmm. uh, but I'll play music for them. You know, I'll, I'll you know, mist them, wipe down their leaves to dust them all, yeah. you know, repot, fertilize. Yeah, I have my moment with my plants, yeah. I like how you're very intentional with your plants, with yourself. And one of the things I loved hearing about was that getting back to when you moved into your apartment, I read that you took time to see how the light was hitting the walls and the floors in your apartment before you filled it. And I feel like that takes some patience. It does. It does. And you know, Lori, I think as I've gotten older, I've tried to just really allow space to reflect, right? Like I love making a space feel like home. When I moved into like my childhood room, uh, when we had moved into a new home when I was little, I was obsessed with decorating. I was just like, I want it to feel like home right now, right now. I want it to feel like I've I've been living here for years. And so I would rush, 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 and like just put everything up. Then I'd be like, then I would regret it. I was like, oh, it's already done. It's over. Like, yeah. I didn't savor that process. And so, you know, I got to a point where decorating is something that I really, really enjoy. And I feel like when you're decorating a space or making it feel like home or a place that you want to come home to or spend time in, it's like writing a love letter to yourself, right? And so, why rush a love letter to yourself? Take your time. Allow yourself to grow within that letter, Right. And so when I came into the space, this was like my big girl apartment. This is a space I'm going to be in for a while and I'm going to take my time. And uh, I have five south facing windows. And, you know, one of the things that I always encourage folks to do when they're trying to green up a space is really just learn the space so that, you know, um, at the end of the day, you know, what are the best areas that you can place your plants, right? And so, yeah, I just sat down and uh, I watched the sun move and it was wonderful. Like I was cleaning, I was, you know, cleansing the space, listening to music, ordered food. And I was just in an empty apartment that just screamed of possibility and potential. Like I was like, I could do whatever the hell I want in this space. It is great. It's a wonderful feeling. It's empty and I am in charge of what I can do. So I was like, I'm going to take my time. I want to I want to be intentional down to the sunlight. And yeah, I still do that today, having the opportunity to work from home for the first time in my career. So one of the things that I've noticed that I've really never had a chance to notice because I'm always at work and, you know, during the day is that the sun has a summer arc and a winter arc. Mm-hmm. So when it's in the summer arc, it's more of like a 90 degree angle higher in the sky. And so the sunlight, it doesn't reach into the apartment as deeply as it does when it's further back in the sky, a little lower in the sky. The sun comes in uh, a little bit more. So the sun right now comes in to my apartment in the most wonderful way um, as compared to the summer where the days are longer, but it's less direct light. Yeah, And that was just like a simple thing. I was like, why? I was like, why are these plants? Why am I watering them more in the winter? Because the rhetoric is like, you don't need to water your plants in the winter. And so 
in that moment, I was like, wow, you really have to dive into your space on your own. Yeah. And all the tips and tricks that you learn online, right? It's just guidance. There's no absolute truth. Mm. You really have to just figure it out for yourself. And so I always encourage people, like, lean into curiosity. Want to learn. This is more than just, you know, this green living piece of furniture that you're bringing into your space. This is something that you have to be really intentional with. That's such a good tip, by the way. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. When you're at home, do you have a particular space that you tend to gravitate towards the most that you love or you feel nourished, uplifted? You know what? To be completely honest, I am all over my apartment and it is wonderful. I love every inch of my apartment. So I have my plant nook on the other side of this wall. So I spend a lot of time in there. Sometimes Mm. I'll just sit on the floor, put some pillows there and just like lay back and just like soak in the lushness. Mm, Yes. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. So are you finding joy in this community that you're building online? I'm imagining meeting people from all walks of the earth. Yeah, it's honestly been truly amazing. I've uh, had the opportunity to meet a bunch of amazing plant parents. And, you know, one of my goals when I had started showing, because Plant Queen originally was just, I was just showing my adventures and my plants. I kind of just left my face and body out of it. Mm. But then when I realized I was struggling finding folks that looked like me on on social media and the plant space and the horticultural space, I was like, okay, I got to put my face out there because it's not like, how am I going to find people? They don't know what I look like um, or who I am. Mm. And so, yeah, you know, prior to uh, the pandemic, we used to host plant swaps. And so there would be, I think there was one plant swap, there were like a hundred folks that came out with cutting and plants they wanted to give away. And we just traded plant and it was amazing. And now just like opportunities, so like uh, opportunities, collaboration, partnerships, I've been, you know, working with amazing creatives, which has been amazing. Who knew that walking through the nurseries with your grandma back then. Would lead to this. Would lead to this. Would lead to this. It's also led to your first book. Yes. Yes. You grow girl. You, you grow, grow girl. girl. 
Yes. And what can people look forward to in this book? Ooh, uh, <laughs> they can look forward to a lot of Black queer non-binary joy. Mm-hmm. They can look forward to a quirky, interesting, different approach to plant care. I wanted to make it fun. I wanted to make it different, engaging. Um, And so there's some storytelling that leads into very, you know, helpful tips, hints, and tutorials that you can, you know, utilize. Um, A lot of fun photos, a lot of fun outfits. So, you know, got to throw a little fashion in there. So uh, a lot of pictures, a lot of storytelling. So exciting. The cover is gorgeous. Oh, thank you. I'm wearing a Black queer designer. I'm wearing clothing by a Black queer designer. I was very intentional about everything that went into that book. Most of the clothes I'm wearing are thrifted. The cover was designed by a uh, Black woman. My photographer is a woman of color, um, Asian woman. I was like, publisher, you got to understand who I am as a person. Like, I'm going to give it to you. And this is how this book needs to be. Um, But yeah, uh, Christopher John Rogers is the designer of the outfit that I'm wearing. And I would not have it any other way. Love his clothes and support him 100%. Love it. Oh, I love it so much. (laughs) So we're in the spring. Yeah. And I've got spring cleaning on my mind. Yeah. Are there spring cleaning tips when it comes to plants? Oh, yeah. Can we go down tip alley right now and you share some of these tips? Let's do it. Okay. Spring cleaning tips. What do we need to do for our plants? Yeah. So uh, the first thing I encourage folks to do is pruning. So prune your plants. Growing season now. So your plants are ready for that new growth. Days are going to be longer. There's more sunshine. There's more opportunities to photosynthesize. So prune your plant. Clip away those dead yellowing leaves. Uh, one that's great for pest prevention. Pests really love cane leaves, weaker leaves that are unable to create chemicals to fend for themselves. Like, so they always go for the weaker leaves. So prune those off so that they can put energy into growing, you know, that new growth. Repotting. So this is the time to check the roots of your green girls or check the growth pattern. If you know that there's a plant that just hasn't grown in a very long time, they may need a new planter to spread their roots Mm -hmm. or they may need new soil that has more nutrients, Mm -hmm. right? So repotting your plant does not always look like giving them a new vessel. Sometimes they just need fresh soil. So uh, repotting, uh, fertilizing. So I fertilize my plants year round. Um, less in winter, fall, more in spring, summer, because it's growing season. So you want to make sure you fertilize your plants, whether you're looking into like a synthetic fertilizer that has all the nutrients in it. And the main one being NPK, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. So there are some you can just kind of just like squirt into the planter. There's some you can pour and dilute into water. Or you can go the slow route and get uh, prepackaged organic compost and just sprinkle it into the soil mixture as you're repotting them. Mm -hmm. And then that would be broken down by the microorganism in the soil and release the nutrients. So fertilizing is definitely important. And then I think it's always important to uh, do a reassessment of your green girl. So as I was describing earlier, the sun changes its position in the sky based on the season. Yes. So if you brought your plants in during the wintertime, you may need to reassess where you put them because the sun could be moving differently throughout your space. So take time to pause, see, you know, what the lighting conditions are now in your space. 
um, because you may need to do some rearranging. And then uh, I would also encourage folks to wipe off their plants, dust them queens off because those leaves are their meal ticket. So you just want to make sure that you are um, dusting them off. That's also just a good preventative measure for pests as well. So definitely dusting off your plants would uh, be helpful as well. I love these tips. (laughs) It's really making me see if you want to bring plants into your home, you really got to put some time and effort into caring for them. You know, I don't really believe in like the green thumb Mm. rhetoric. Mm -hmm. And I hate when folks say brown thumb or black Uh thumb. And that's just because there's just some racial undertones Mm. when it comes to using those colors to describe a lack of something. Mm-hmm. So always, I'm like, mm, no, I have two amazing, beautiful brown uh-huh. thumbs <laughs> and I have 220 plants that are thriving. <laughs> yeah. I believe that, you know, it's all a practice, yes. something that you can get better with over time if you're intentional about it yeah. and you allow yourself to learn. Yeah. And for people who are more beginners when it comes to plants, mm-hmm. maybe a little nervous about bringing the plants in because they want to make sure they give it the proper care. Yeah. What plants do you recommend for beginners? Oh, go. One of my favorite questions. Let's do it. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Let's go down the list. <laughs> so the first one would definitely be the snake plant. The snake plant is one of my faves. It is a succulent kind of plant. Really is uh, very flexible when it comes to sunlight. I actually experiment with my plants and I'll put them in different lighting conditions just to see how well they do. But the snake plant has always been very consistent and I try to have her in brighter light conditions as compared to lower light condition. They're often marketed as low light plants. I think they're brighter light plants. They actually do a lot better with brighter light. Mm. Watering, you do not have to water these queens often. I have snake plant um, in my apartment. My apartment can be pretty dry. And they've always been very good. I've leave them without water for two, three weeks, and they're perfectly fine. Yeah. So definitely the snake plant. Okay. The pothos, obviously, mm. number mm-hmm. one, you know, with my number one queen. <laughs> um, so the pothos, definitely. She grows so quickly. So like if you're a person who really likes that immediate satisfaction of new growth, she grows very quickly. You can propagate her so easily. So if you're looking for a plant, you want to be able to green up your space with plants that you already have. The pothos is wonderful. Yeah. And then I would say for number three, uh, probably the ZZ plant. And the ZZ plant is another queen that can survive in a bunch of different lighting situations. They have these uh, potato-like roots that are called rhizomes. And they're actually, uh, they store water in those thick roots. So you don't have to water them as often. And because of their lighting situation, they're really flexible with that. And they're really self-sufficient when it comes to water. They're like so easy to care for. You heard it here, folks. Now you know what plant to get. Bam. Yes. Yes. Snake plants, pothos, ZZ plants. Go get them, folks. I like it. (laughs) Now, who out there in the world inspires you? Oh my. Oh, this is good. Okay. So who inspires me? Um, I enjoy when folks share their stories. I think there's something really brave and magical when folks are able to navigate this world and share parts of themselves selflessly. And some folks I'm thinking of in particular, and this is some of my ancestors, would be Marcia P. Johnson, who was a Black trans woman who was very present and active during the Stonewall riots. And if folks don't know what the Stonewall riots are, look that up, very important part of LGBTQ plus history. And she was a movement maker 
and was fearless and fierce. So definitely Marcia P. Johnson. And I got to bring it back to family. So my grandmother, I mean, everything that she was able to do in her life and more and how she was able to thrive in herself, but then also intentionally make space for other people to thrive as well. Like what? <laughs> like that's magical. Mm. But that's just what Black women do. You know, that's just the magical power of Black women. And then I would have to say my mother. Uh, my mother was another beautiful, strong Black woman who left before her time. But her impact on me, her love liberated me in so many different ways. She let me know that her love allowed me an anchor and a foundation to always come back to. Um, sorry. It's so sweet, Christopher. Yeah, my mom was just a phenomenal woman. And her love liberated me to be able to be whoever I wanted in this life. So yeah, both my grandmother and my mother. Mm. And then I want to know, let's say three people, and you were to go to their houses, what plant would you bring to them? Um, three folks and what plant? Okay, so let's go. I would say if I could bring a plant to anybody, let's go with Oprah. Okay. Like if I had a chance, I'm like, let's go big. I'm like, let's go big. So Oprah, hey, Oprah girl, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> I would probably bring her a sunflower because they're my favorite garden flower. They're also my grandmother's favorite garden flower. And there's also something that's uh, very powerful about the color yellow. Like, I love the color yellow. Like, I'm sitting in a yellow chair. I have yellow pillows. Yeah. Like, yellow is like an accent color all over my face. So, definitely sunflowers. And, I mean, Oprah just has so much land. Like, I'm like, girl, let's just do a field of sunflowers. Like, let's just do that for you and me. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, that. Then, uh, do you know Zizza? Yeah. Yeah, so love her. We message each other on Instagram occasionally. And I'm, I'm just like, you messaging me? Like, that's Ooh. what? Yeah. What? And I know that she had the thing for like mushrooms and like foraging. So I actually probably bring her like a basket of like fresh mushrooms Ooh. with the help of Alexis, aka Black Forager on Instagram. Okay. And so for the person who does not think that they can care for a plant, the person who think that they are a plant killer, I would bring them prickly pear cactus. Ooh. I love prickly pear cacti. They come in a bunch of different varieties. There are some that are native to like Southern California and really easy to care for. And they look like a little Mickey Mouse head occasionally when they like grow the arms. They look like a little person that just like want to hug you. Do not hug it because yeah. she has <laughs> she has spikes. But it's just like a fun little plant and they grow in like bushes. So yeah, for that person who does not think they can care for a plant, you can take care of a cactus. Trust okay, me. Okay, <laughs> I like it. I'm going to put that on the list for myself, actually. I'm like, hello, the hello. And the prickly pear. <laughs> so I have two more questions for you. Let's do it. One of them is getting back to how you are a storyteller. And one of the things that I think about here on this podcast and with Hunker is how our homes tell the story of us, hmm. how they reflect our identities, how someone could walk into our homes or see our homes and have a pretty good idea about the person who lived there. So how does your home reflect you? How does your home tell your story? Ooh, Lord, you got some good <laughs> questions. You got some good questions. I would... Say that my apartment, my home, what it says about me, that I am uh, a romantic at heart, 
very romantic. I am an artist. I paint. So I have like random paintings like that I've done throughout my space. That I'm a nurturer. I love to nurture and, you know, I have all these plants. I love the color yellow. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love the color yeah. yellow. Now I had a friend over recently and my space has like really become like a sanctuary for myself. So I don't invite a lot of people um, to my space. And I was just like, you know, just sharing about my apartment. And uh, he was like, oh my goodness, each piece, each part of your apartment, everything that you've decorated it with has a memory. Mm. And I was just going through memories. I was like, oh, yeah, I got this picture um, when I was in Copenhagen. Like, oh, yeah, there was a day when I was walking down the street and this happened and I found this painting. And so I am a person who loves to, and even with my plants, I love to attach memories to what I'm bringing into my home. So if there is a good memory, there is a good moment in time, you best believe I'm going to find something that I'm going to just attached to that memory. And so, yeah, that's what I have in my apartment. I'm looking at a bouquet of dried roses that my mother cut for me. Wow. And so I have those. She came up for a Pride Month with my dad in 2017. Mm-hmm. They were a rainbow bouquet of roses. And she was like, this is how you care for them. And so everything I have in my home has a memory, a moment in time that I can look back on and smile, laugh, cry, and reminisce. Oh, that's so sweet. It's sweet you have those roses from your mom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So as you know, our podcast is called Being Home with Hunger. <laughs> so my final question to you is, what does being home mean to you? I would say first and foremost is to be surrounded with love. Yeah. I would say to be surrounded with love, whether that's a love for yourself, right, that you've created and curated, whether that's a home with folks that love and admire you and appreciate you and feed you in all the ways that you need to be fed, whether that's a love uh, that is created through memories of wonderful moments in your life. Yeah, to be home is to be surrounded by love. And I think with that means home doesn't need to be confined within the walls of any space, right? Home can truly travel with you. So, yeah. You have a very sweet heart. Oh, thank you. <laughs> do, Christopher. Oh, Lori, this is so good. Uh, I was not expecting this. You got me tearing, laughing, reminiscing, going into the clouds. <laughs> Lori. <laughs> Well, you are so sweet. I, I'm thrilled that I got to talk to you. Oh, Lori, thank you for, you know, creating space for me to share and to, yeah, shed some tears, go through some memories. I'm going to reflect and there's some things that came up during this that I need to sit with and love up mm. on. So thank you. Thank you for that. I needed that today. Thank you. Thank you. To learn more about Christopher, head over to Instagram at Plant Queen. That's Queen spelled K-W-E-E-N. You'll see gorgeous, colorful images of those green girls and more. Also, be sure to pick up a copy of Christopher's new book, You Grow Girl, Plant Queen's Lush Guide to Grow in Your Garden, found wherever you buy books. The cover alone is a must-see. Be sure to visit our show notes for direct links to where you can discover everything that's going on with Christopher Griffin, Plant Queen. Thank you for listening to Being Home with Hunger. 
For more information about this episode or others, visit hunker.com forward slash podcast. And if you don't already, please follow our show. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review and share it with your friends. It really does help. Being Home with Hunker is produced by me, Lori Gunning Grossman. Eve Epstein is our executive producer. The podcast is recorded and mixed at Night Shift Audio. Theme music by Jonathan Grossman. Special thanks to our team at Hunker, senior designer Maury Men, and director of audience development Gina Goff. Hunker's mission is to inspire and empower you to create a space that expresses who you are, shows off your unique style, and makes your life happier and more productive. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.